Welcome to Chief's Chat, a look at public safety issues and initiatives in the city of Crystal, a fully developed northwest suburb of Minneapolis in Minnesota. We are your hosts, Chief Stephanie Revering and Chief Sarah Larson with the West Metro Fire Rescue District. And it's been way too long since we did our last podcast, Sarah. It was back in March. And in that podcast, we had a blast discussing Women's History Month and had female firefighters and Officer Lauren Roll join us. And today will be just as exciting as we'll be discussing our community engagement events with Assistant Fire Chief Joel Nelson. Welcome, Joel. Thanks for having me. And Sergeant Brandon Doerr from our police department. Happy to be here. Last night was August 2nd, which in case our listening audience doesn't know, and hopefully you do know, was National Night Out or what we call Minnesota Night to Unite. So I would love to hear everyone's point of view on how those parties went and and what it is that we discussed at those events. So Joel, do you want to start us off? Sure. We had a good time out there last night. We had uh, multiple parties in both cities. Primarily, the parties I went to, I was working on recruiting stuff. We were talking to the folks that might be interested in being firefighters. We had a good time talking to citizens about the fire service. Everybody likes to talk about the big black fire truck, so it was a good time. That's awesome. So you're recruiting right now, which we'll, we can talk about later, but I, I guess I want to ask, did you have many folks interested in wanting to become a firefighter? I would say yes. We had uh, several people that engaged. So we'll see if that turns into anything or not. But uh, I think we're going to have a good hiring process this year. A lot of people are interested in the positions. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of times it's the first time anybody's ever really thought about it is when they're having the conversation with the firefighters at National Night Out. So it starts to fall rolling on the process of them coming down and getting information. Absolutely. And then during the parties, did you see a lot of people out at those parties or were, I mean for I'll just be honest to the parties that I went to um, there was a lot there was a lot more people especially I was a little amazed at because of the weather and it was so it was so hot but there were a ton of people at the parties agreed I was surprised how many people were out in that heat enjoying it but they the wind helped a little bit I think and uh, I think people are still just thirsty to have human interaction again after COVID I I agree I mean I Sergeant Dore, I know last year we we did have Night to Unite, but I feel like this year was a lot more eventful for us. I think there was a lot more engagement. Do you feel the same? I do. You know, this year we had police only, or in and of itself, we went to 70 parties. Uh, I think we had over 80 requests total. And then, again, I, we were there were multiple comments by officers saying they were surprised as to how many people were still out. Uh, a lot of times we would go to a party and... Uh, Maybe it looked kind of small at first, but then the people started coming out of the houses, so maybe they're waiting for the for the fire trucks and for the police cars to come bring the kids out. But uh, yeah, it was, it was good, and everybody seemed to be having a good time. There was plenty of food out there, which there always is, and uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, it w- it was a lot of fun, and I'll just I'll just say for for us last night for me anyway is my favorite time of the year. I love going out and and chatting with our community. And if you are listening to this podcast, thank you to those who hosted the parties. And if you're interested in hosting a party for next year, please don't hesitate to reach out to um, your police or fire departments because we want to make sure that we we engage with our community. Uh, Let's go on to what's coming up for everybody for fall and winter events. I hate even talking about that, being that it's, what is it, August 3rd, and we're going to now talk about 
fall and winter. But let's... You know, I never complain about the heat, no matter how hot it gets, even last night. Because I just long cold winter exactly exactly so joel what is it that you guys are coming up that you're doing for the fire department we got a few fun things coming up this friday is water day at valley place park so from 12:30 to 3 we're gonna have some fire trucks down there making kids cool down and having fun so on august 7th we're sending our tower to a car show in brooklyn park it's a i got your six is the name of the car show and this year they're benefiting the frontline foundation which is raising money for the families of public servants killed in line of duty oh very cool yeah. I, what is it called Repeat. it's the i got your six so oh. I've, i'm watching your back kind yep. of thing yep. I've heard uh, it. i got yep. your six car show it's in brooklyn park it's on facebook and they're raising money to help out with the frontline foundation that is cool. Brandon, yeah. were you aware of that, too? I was. I have heard of that. And uh, I think they started in St. Cloud, and now I think they're expanding it to other cities. Oh, so. cool. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's growing up, and it's it's awesome to be able to raise money to help the families of the fallen. So mm-hmm. it's a nice deal. August 16th through 18th over in New Hope, we got the safety camp going on. That's always a big, fun event. And then uh, out into September 11th, we're sending our honor guard to a tribute concert at Harriet Island, Banshell. So they do a big tribute for the September 11th attacks every year down there. Oh, fun. Yeah, and it's really good music. They have a big concert made up of multiple different bands and symphonies that come in and play. Oh, cool. And, uh, and then a whole bunch of honor guards present the colors and such. Oh, so neat. that's pretty neat. And then uh, everybody can mark their calendars for October 4th at the open house at West Metro Fire Station 3. We're over by the Hy-Vee in New Hope, and we're going to have our event going on Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. October 4th. We'll have some demonstrations on extrication, technical rescue. We build a little structure, and, uh, and then we burn it down to show people how the fire behavior works. So it's a lot of fun. If you haven't been to that, make sure you put that on your calendar. I'm so glad you there. actually brought your open house up, and I was in a little bit of panic when you started to talk because I was like, oh, I totally forgot to tell Sarah that our new police department open house tentatively which hopefully will happen, will be September 24th. So we will not be colliding with one another, which is good. Won't be fighting for each other's people coming over. But September 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. will be the grand opening of our PD. So those of you listening, please make sure that you come to 4141 Douglas Drive and see your new police agency. Um, How incredibly exciting mm, is that? Oh, my gosh. We can't be more excited and grateful. I just, I, it's a beautiful facility for the community and for our officers and, and well-deserved for, for both. So yeah. super pumped. Yeah, it's going to be nice to have space. You were so tight we were. in the old building. We were. <laughs> we were. And it'll, it'll, it'll definitely be a space that will be able to last for a very long time. I look forward to seeing it done. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And we'll join you on October 4th. So we got a couple of uh, fundraisers coming up for our Firefighters Relief Association. If uh, you need your car washed on August 20th at Station 3 in New Hope, right by the Hy-Vee, you can come over and also doing a luncheon at the Holiday Station on Bass Lake Road. They do every month, they do a different charity luncheon where you show up, you get your food, and the money all goes to whatever charity they're working on. So that's for our Firefighters Relief Association. I think our, our tower will be down there, won't it? Yeah. 
yep, the tower will be there. We'll have the big flag out. You won't be able to miss it. That's uh, <laughs> August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then uh, the following week at the Crystal VFW, we're doing a dinner from 4.30 to 7 p.m. And that's on the 31st. So we got a few things coming up to help out that relief association. They uh, they use the funds to manage their the business of the relief association. Which they give back to the community, which is fantastic. They give I, lots of money to the community. I know that, and I'll that. just say this publicly, and I've said this to the folks on the Fire Relief Association, but the, the money that they contribute to our police canine program is outstanding and the fact that yeah. they partner with the VFW and, and Lions Club, we wouldn't be able to have our canine program without them, so we're very grateful. So it's exciting to hear that they're out and about. Is the VFW, is it a steak dinner? Because a lot of people want to know. Uh, it's not steak. I think it's pork loin this oh, time. Oh, yeah, pork they're, loin. They're, they're kind of rotating the menu because they're doing them every quarter, so we're having something a little different. I think we had meatloaf last time and Pork loin this time coming up. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. VFW's got a great kitchen. They so. do. They really do. they got great food. Yeah. So here we are. We're promoting the VFW. So if you <laughs> live in Crystal or don't live in Crystal, go to the VFW for food. <laughs> Brandon, what's going on in the police world? What do we have going on for community engagement stuff? So coming up on August 12th, there's going to be teen night at the pool. We just like to do a walkthrough when, when that happens and maybe talk to some people. August 21st, I don't know if we're throwing this out there or not, but guns versus hoses softball game. Mm-hmm. We're throwing down the gun. Yeah. So I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm this pretty sure the police department is 1-0. We They're sure are. We're 1-0. We're, we're yeah, just yeah. by the hair of your chinny chin. Hey, it wins a win. Wins a win. I will say this has been revitalized, yes. the guns and hoses tournament, because mm-hmm. back when I was a newer cop, we used to do it back then, back in the 90s, and it kind of just died off just because of participation or whatnot. Our current mayor was on the fire department at that time, and I was pitching and he hit a line drive to me and almost hit me right in my head and so he reminds me of this every time I'm trying to ask for additional staff and so we'll see how this budget so it really is an goes. important game is what correct you're saying. Yes. yes so we will win again oh, well you know we may have let you in last oh, year yeah. just to bait you in yeah. for the next one we have, so every month we have our multicultural advisory meetings, which we have on the last Thursday of every month, so that's going to be coming up at the end of August. We have a couple of police officers participating in the Corey Slifko softball tournament, which was started last year. Corey Slifko was a police officer who committed suicide, and this is a tournament that raises money for suicide prevention and to help out with families of uh, first responders who are dealing with mental health issues and things like that. Last year, it was the first year, and it was a huge turnout. So uh, we have officers that will be playing in that tournament, like is in September. That's a phenomenal organization. The fact that we are now starting to talk about that more, obviously, in the police and fire service because it's happening more often. And thankfully, we have people out there that are willing to air these awareness functions and programs so that we can help those families that are in need, but also just so that we can help those officers who may be struggling, right, and figuring out what it is that we need to do for them. Correct. It's good that we're actually approaching the subject and that we're raising money. Throughout the next couple of weeks, I know that they're still doing up at Becker Park. They are doing the farmer's market. We do try to put a tent up there uh, at least once or twice a month and have our uh, have NECA out there and maybe some officers. So if you're interested in that, stop on down, stop by our tents. And then coming up, looking forward, uh, we have Shop of the Cop in December. So that's usually about a couple of weeks before Christmas where... Oh, my God, uh, we're talking about Christmas already. Yeah, well... Um, <laughs> Crazy. It, it's... 
it's always good to get ahead on this because we do we are looking for families who uh, might need a little bit of help with giving kids their some presents for Christmas and we work well with Target and some other community companies and bring them out to Target get some gifts and uh, get to wrap them and have some pizza and things like that so it's a good fun night that we get to do that. it sure is that is one of my top top five as well it's and such a wonderful uh, such a wonderful program you guys it's it's neat to see because what you're doing for the people that need it but it's also so cool to see the cops you talk to them it seems like the favorite event of the year to go out totally it's like what a great opportunity to interact with the public and have something that's just awesome fun to do totally so, yep, yeah i could agree we have several events throughout the year and you know we have sign up sheets and we get plenty of people signing up but shop with the cop that goes up and we get a ton, ton of cops signed up for it. It is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to go and, you know, go to the toy section and watch. I mean, 100 bucks to a five-year-old is a right. million dollars. So they just start pulling things off the shelf. And so then you got to start doing math, which is funny to watch cops do math. And, uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a good time. It's, you know, we also, a lot of times whenever we have kids, you know, we always ask, do you want to get something for your mom or your dad? And they always say yes. And so it's. It's a good time. It's, it's, it, it really is. is. It's it a lot is. Of fun. It's awesome. Did you talk about our community police academy? Is it? Uh, no, that is also coming up and is open to any other community members. So what this is, it's seven weeks. It starts on September 13th. It's Tuesday nights for about from six to nine p.m. And for the seven weeks, you literally will learn just about everything you want to know about the police department. Talk to several people who have done it, and they say it was a real eye opener as far as the intricacies of the police department, how we do things, why we do things. You will get some classroom instruction. You will also get some hands-on doing things. Everybody goes through how to do a traffic stop, not just watching a video or learning how to do it. Like you physically go through a traffic stop. You'll get to go through different types of trainings that we have. I know uh, hopefully we'll have the fast machine up and get to go through a, a video training a system that we have. You know, you get to meet the canines, and there, there's a lot of different things that you get to do that you probably wouldn't do any other time. So we are looking for people who are interested in doing it. Usually we have a pretty good turnout every year. And Brandon, anybody, how can they how can they register? How can they get Yeah, on? registration is, is online. So you just fill out an application, go to the City of Crystal website, go to the Police Department section, and it's Community Police Academy, and you fill out an application online, hit submit, it gets sent to us. We have to do a very preliminary background. Uh, once that's done, more towards almost Labor Day-ish, uh, you should get a call back from myself, and then we'll start scheduling everything and go from there. That's awesome. That's another one of our great events that we have. We, we've had multiple people go through it more than once, multiple residents that say they have learned something different and new each time they have gone through it. So if you're listening, please make sure if you've never been through it and you wonder what the heck it is that your police department does or what officers do, and especially over the last couple of years, you question you know, what it is that um, is going on with use of force training or any other training that we're doing in the police department, please make sure that you register. Oh, yeah. That's also open to anybody who works in the community as well. You don't necessarily have to live here, but you have to be involved in the, where we'd like you to be involved in the community in some way, shape, or form. But anybody who is interested, I think, will will take them at this point because it is a very good educational program for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's switch gears just to wrap up things a little bit and talk about, about recruitment and hiring. 
So I know that, Joel, you mentioned, you know, during um, National Night Out, Minnesota Night to Unite, that you guys, that's the biggest way for you to try to recruit officers. But what, what other things are you doing, or what is it that you need the public to know? Well, you might have noticed a sign or two around town. Just a few. <laughs> and, a and, a big, and a big weird balloon thing. The dancing noodle guys. They're they're fun. We're getting a lot of comments on those guys. So we actually put up hundred and eighty nine signs in New Holy cow. <laughs> so people uh it, when we talk to candidates we say, How did you find out about it? And almost all of them say the signs or social media. So that's what we're working real hard on. So we got uh, we're, we're going heavy on that's that. Crazy. We're doing a, uh, a recruiting campaign until August 22nd. At that time, we shut off the campaign and we start go- going through all of our testing and interviewing processes with everybody who applied. And we have to narrow the number down somewhere in the low teens is what we're okay. going to end up hiring. So we'll uh, typically we get about 50 candidates. Wow. And we get it down into the low teens and wow. higher, and then hopefully those that didn't make it this time will come back next time. Yeah. We usually every year get somebody from the year before that comes and gets hired. So, what are the qualifications that people have to have? Like, and what is it so, that they have to do once they go get through the process? In order to qualify, you have to be at least 18 years old. You have to live within six minutes of one of our fire stations. That's our biggest priority. We need a fast response. So the maximum range is six minutes. We give preference to people who live within four minutes. They have to have a valid Minnesota driver's license without any you know, major recent infractions. High school diploma equivalent. And then uh, you know what we're really looking for is positive attitude, desire to serve, you know, team-oriented, people who work well together with others because firefighting is the epitome of a team sport. Yep. So, Absolutely. Um, and then to be really honest, a commitment to the communities too does really help because we want someone that's going to be here for a bit of time. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Yep. It's not something that you want to do if you're just thinking about it for a year. Right, right. 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 You need a commitment. It's, yeah, it's a real solid two years of academy. It's long training, long hours, most fulfilling job you'll ever have. You put a lot into it, and we, we hope that we can get people to stick around for at least five or six years. Right. And, uh, or 20. Or yeah, 30. Yeah, 20 or 30 is great, but uh, nowadays that seems yeah. less and less realistic. <laughs> yeah. Ten's um, the goal now. Ten's yeah, the goal. Now yeah, we dropped yeah. it to ten. Yeah. On uh, August 10th, we're doing a big barbecue and informational meeting over at Station 3 by the Hy-Vee in New Hope. So uh, anybody who's interested in being a firefighter should come to that meeting. You're going to learn everything you need to know about our expectations, what you can expect from us, the time commitments, what the pay is going to look like, what the pension is going to look like. Um, and bring your family to that so that they understand yes. yep. what we want, it means to become a paid-on-call firefighter. Yes, when Good you call. join the fire department, your family joins too. Everybody's got to be on board with it. So, Perfect. Um, and we'll feed everybody, and then we'll go through all of the uh, information. By the time you leave, you'll know everything you wanted to know about being a firefighter. That's awesome. And, you know, from the police department side, Brandon supervises our community service officers, and we actually just posted uh, for two part-time CSO positions. Quickly tell our audience, because we want to make sure that they hear that we're hiring for CSOs, um, what is it that that job does and entails? Yeah, so our CSOs are 
going to be helping out with a lot of non-criminal activity within the within the city. They help out the officers a lot, and they handle the parking complaints, dog calls. Uh, they will help out with any type of trainings that we have. They do a lot of learning, a lot of training with the police department, with our evidence manager a lot, and just do anything that they can do to, to help out. It is a paid position. We get a lot of people who are in the process of becoming police officers or who are in school, things like that. That apply. Uh, that you know, that is a great foot in the door. It's a great, great way to get experience. Stone. Yes, yep. absolutely. Yep. Uh, real quick, uh, we also are looking for reserves, which are Ooh, volunteer. And again, this could be a stepping stone into law enforcement. Uh, we also have reserves who are full-time jobs outside of being a reserve. They uh, want nothing to do with actually becoming a police officer, but they want the ability to volunteer and give back to the community. Uh, the requirements for being a reserve is that you show up for eight hours a month. And you work the airport open house in the Frolics. Uh, there are plenty of other uh, events to work, especially in the summer. They help out a lot with other cities, uh, just like a lot of other cities help us out with our events. So it's a, it's a team effort. And uh, But, yeah, either one, this uh, community service officer or reserve, we are looking for applicants. The applications are open. That's awesome. So our listening audience, you have three things to know. The biggest things is making sure you go to this firefighting piece, which is on August August 10th, August 10th p.m. and make sure that you want to become a firefighter. Bring your family along. If you're interested in becoming a police officer or a community service officer, please contact Sergeant Dorr. And if you want to be a volunteer reserve, please make sure you contact Sergeant Dorr as well. That's it for our show today. I want to thank you for listening to Chief's Chat. Episodes are released quarterly and are posted on the City of Crystal's website and via social media. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and other podcast applications. Thank you so much to our guests, Assistant Fire Chief Joel Nelson, Sergeant Brandon Doerr, signing off, Stephanie Revering, and Sarah Larson. Until next time, take care, everyone. <laughs>